Welcome to the 359. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Ben Fox Rubin. Google I.O. kicks off in less than two hours, and we're expecting some big updates to Android, Google Assistant, and maybe even that creepy duplex assistant yes. that came out last year. I can't wait. Uh, and then, of course, there are the rumors of a more affordable Pixel 3a. Uh, what Ben, what are you look, most looking forward to? I think the Pixel sounds really interesting. I think that's also been like very heavily leaked. So yeah, we are yeah. definitely expecting that. I, I would love to see what the price point is on that. Like, let's say it's something like $500 or something like that. Uh-huh. That would be uh, pretty notable. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, it sort of goes back to Google's original roots uh, as the maker or the partner of for Nexus phones, right? Those were known for being affordable, premium flagship phones. Um, they kind of got away with that largely focused on premium phones uh, that are far more expensive, closer in line with the you know, iPhone yep. 10 or Samsung phones. They clearly felt a lot of pressure. So I, I'm also looking for those 3A, so the Pixel 3A. The other element that I think is interesting is the, the Android Q is expected to show off support for foldable phones. Yes. That would have been great, but I feel like after what happened with the Samsung Galaxy Fold, they're probably going to underplay that element. I, I don't really see them leaning in too heavily it, It'll on that. definitely be one of many elements I think they'll talk about with Android Q. Do you have a guess for what you think Q stands for? Quaker oatmeal cookies. Okay, sure. That was a terrible one. That was one. a terrible one. Sorry. I was going to say quiche. Or quiche? Or, yeah. Quiche isn't know. a snack. I, mean, I think they're sweet quiches, right? Snacky quiche. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right. So Amazon Go stores are starting to proliferate, albeit very, very slowly. Uh, we finally got one in New York. You yep. have to check it out. What? Tell me about, you know, why should we care about this Amazon Go store? Okay, so this one uh, just opened today at Brookfield Place. It's an upscale mall near the World Trade Center. The big difference here, because this is the 12th Amazon Go store, so what's actually different here is that this is the first Amazon Go store to accept cash. So Amazon Go was literally created to get rid of uh, cash, cashiers, uh, lines, all that other stuff. So you could literally walk in and walk out in a couple of seconds. Uh, there's been a lot of blowback to the concept of going cashless because yep. it's really considered to be exclusionary to certain people that either don't have a credit card or don't have a phone. So this is Amazon's effort to respond to that. So what was it like being in that store? And like, was there someone who took the cat? Like, how did that work? Uh, so they walked me through a demo because they knew people were going to ask about this since this was the first store uh, that did this. And um, essentially what you do is you get to a greeter and the greeter lets you in and then you walk around, get everything that you need to get. And then you go to a little counter and somebody will um, basically scan in all your stuff and give you a paper receipt. And it's not exactly as techy as you would so, expect so an Amazon like, Go store. It's to just be. like any other store. basically. Yes. Yes. But you don't have to have a special app and you can just pay with right. cash if you want to. So from, from that regard, um, yeah, that's, that's, it, it is now more inclusive. It does feel like it defeats the whole purpose of that Amazon Go store though, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. No kidding. <laughs> As long as we're clear about that. <laughs> Lastly, let's talk about 5G. Uh, there's an Air survey out that found that U.S. consumers are willing to pay a premium for next generation cellular service. Uh, though we're already seeing it with Verizon charging $10 extra for their 5G service. Is it like $10 extra per phone per month. that they're charging? Yeah. Per phone per month. Yeah. So if you're on a family plan with five phones, you're, char- you're getting yeah, charged 50 let's, let's be real. No one's on a family plan with 5G phones right now. That's just oh, not okay. practical. 
Uh, I'll just say this. Uh, right now, I don't think the premium is warranted. Even if people are willing to pay more, they shouldn't. The coverage is just not there yet. I think once the, once the networks are actually built out, they'll actually be worth it. But for now, it's yeah, it's, I, I'm it's still kind a, of a novelty. I have a controversial statement to make here, which is shouldn't have to pay a premium at all. Isn't this just like the next iteration? Just make it faster and uh, keep charging us these exorbitant fees that you've been charging us for years. <laughs> like, why do I have to pay even more To money? your point, I don't think they charge a premium for 4G LTE. Yeah. So, there you go. All right, for more of these stories, check us out on CNET. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Ben Fox Rubin. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.